Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. Long division sure comes in handy. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. Just say no to family values. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic. I am your co-host today, co-host with the other no-host, Pam Bentley. And our guest today is Raul Fernandez. Hi, Pam. Hi. So RC couldn't be with us again this week because he's still suffering from laryngitis. And although I asked, you know, I, I, I offered to translate his sage questions being whispered and his his body language and sign language uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean i respect his wish to like yeah up his voice we could have all we could have all whispered just to keep make him feel That's at right. home and it would have been the whisper hour yeah we but. could just turn the la- la- levels up really high <laughs> i think the reason he's wasting uh wasting he's resting up his voice is because he's going to be um He's the, one of the organizers for the Hullabaloo that starts next Thursday on the 21st, which is part of Versus Festival. Mm-hmm. And he is um, hosting a lot of that. And he has to talk a lot to the high school kids that are competing in that competition. And that's done at the VPL. So if you're interested in that, that's going to be on starting on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd. And then the rest of Versus starts on the 24th. So I'll just get that out of the way because I'm explaining why RC is not here Today it's about you, Raul, and your fabulous book that's being nominated for prizes. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to be here with the book. Yeah, and let's uh, get you to start with a poem from it, and then we can talk more about it. Okay, uh, I'll start with something kind of light and fun. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, basically a dialogue poem between two writers, um, uh, them having to work out who gets to write about what. <laughs> it's called The Goodnight Skirt. Permission to use that snowball you've been keeping in in the freezer since 1998. For a poem, she asks. What else, I say. I'll trade you, she says, for that thing your mom says at the park. What was it? (laughs) God, that mallard's being a real douchebag? Yes, that's the one. (laughs) Deal, I say. Okay, how about the Korean boy who walks past her house late at night singing Moon River? Or you can use that, I say. I wouldn't even know what to do with it. But there's something else. I've been wanting to write about the black skirt we've been using to cover the lovebird's cage. The goodnight skirt. In exchange, I'll let you have our drunken, drunken mailman, the tailless tabby, <laughs> and I'll throw in the broken grandfather clock we found in the forest. One more, she says. Last night, I say. The whole night. She considers for a while, then, okay, that's fair. But I really had something going with that lovebird. 
All right, I say. Write it anyway. If it's more beautiful than mine, it's yours. Oh, that's wonderful. It's Thanks. a love poem as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you say two writers discussing who gets to write what, but it's really two lovers who happen to be writers. That's so, right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's... Uh, I t- have a tendency, I mean, I f- kind of feel most poems are love poems in a way. Oh. Um, and I I tend to, to go there sometimes. Um, yeah. And it has a domesticity to it that's lovely as well, because it has that sort of tent of still passion, like last night, the whole night, and mm-hmm. then all the kind of details of the day, right? That's right, yeah. And I'm assuming that the park was also where you're taking a child to play and you're seeing this, like there's also that kind of domesticity in there as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's it's domestic. It's also, I also invented a lot of the things. Uh, there are a few things that, like there was a Korean boy that used to walk past singing. Uh, he he might not have been singing Moon River, but I <laughs> I, I like that song. So I, was, I thought it'd be nice for him to sing that. And so I, there's things that are like connected to my life but I've I've played with him a bit when um, I read that poem I wondered if uh, and that line I thought I wonder if he's singing it in Korean or in English <laughs> right yeah I I heard it in English but uh yeah that's it's you know we could have made different choices in the poem but. is that the first poem in the book uh no it's it's the second poem okay. yeah and um, it's so did you write all those poems then that you said you i will take this and you can have that oh did no you then it's, write all of them it's or really it's all imagined? most mostly imagined yeah uh even the other person like my my wife isn't a writer she's an artist uh, and musician um but i kind of invented her as a a writer too. <laughs> yeah, I have those kind of conversations with writer friends all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like something happens and we we both go, or we all go. What the? No, yeah. you can't have that. I I'm, I'm going to use that. Oh, yeah, so right. I totally get it. It's great. Mm-hmm. So you launched your book last year, mm-hmm. and now it's been nominated for the Dorothy Livesay Poetry Award and the Gerald Lambert Memorial Award for a, the best book by a first time writer. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Yeah, How does that feel? It feels good. It feels really exciting. I mean, it's. Uh, I try to. I mean, I. I. I can't help but be honored and and really touched. Uh, but I'm also trying to keep myself keep it in perspective. Like it's, it's someone you know, or someone or a few people like this book a lot, and and that's what it means. And it could have, it could have been many other people. There are so many great books last year, and so many great poets that didn't get on the shortlist, and. I don't know. I feel I feel like it could have could have gone different ways, but I I do feel honored, and uh, um, it's nice it's nice to get some recognition for it for sure. Now, did Nightwood Editions nominate? Like, did they put submit it for a nomination for the uh, Dorothy Livesay Award? Is that how it works? Yeah, I think they send uh, they send the books that they've published that year, and uh, then there's a I'm not sure if it's one judge or a jury uh, of people that uh, uh, whittle it down to the shortlist, and then. Then they decide on the winner again later this month. I like yeah. your practicality about it. It means that one person or a few people really like this book. <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> so you keep it in perspective. Yeah. Um, let's hear another poem. So we know is this one from? Are you going to read one from another one from the book? Uh, yeah, I'll read. Okay. I'll read another one from the book. Uh, right. Let's see. I will read a poem called F. Actually, no, I'll read this one. It's uh, called The Newspaper Arrives Already Paper Machéed Into a Volcano. <laughs> um, I don't know if it needs much uh, intro, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll get right into it. Someone potentially dangerous is released to live and walk around your city. 
You take a few moments to memorize the face in the newspaper. So, so it is not surprising when the face appears in a dream, but treats you kindly, mops your brow, brings you tea, slices a pear the way you do. The dream transitions, projects other images, a river made of light bulbs smashing against rocks, a pair of sneakers hanging from power lines. If you keep talking about dreams, all the eyes in the room will glaze over and project better cinema on their screens. There is better cinema, a webcam of baby eagles picking apart a rabbit in a nest on a high cliff, or grainy figures walking in and out of banks or lobbies of hotels. You could watch them for hours until your skin begins to flicker and pixelate. You could widen the aperture, be taken by the river, wear the shoes that hang from the wire, and walk lifetimes in them. You arise, you arise from the dream potentially dangerous and released into your own home. Keep yourself from glancing at your mirror or your kitchen knives while you make coffee, feed your cat, collect a newspaper full of faces. One morning, all of them yours, a newspaper you can't bear to open. That is wonderfully strange and beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. Uh, I, I kind of have a lot of things going on in this poem. I, I haven't read it very often because I feel it's a little, it's a little odd. But um, yeah, it's, there's, there's a fair bit of dream imagery. Um, but I, I, I think I wanted to capture that, that thing of like when you see a face in a newspaper or on yeah. TV of someone who's dangerous and, and like what does your mind do to make sense of that? And, um, and a lot of, I think a lot of this book is about, uh, oh, this poems that are about trust and about being in society and knowing how to connect with people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's a bit of that, like there's like, there's webcams of, you know, people walking in and out of banks and hotels and, um, I don't know. I was just I was playing with that uh, yeah. that sort of perspective of like a social thing and how does what does that mean to you as an individual? So in the 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 book is called Transmitter and Receiver, which of course makes us think of technology. But you're also talking about like something being transmitted and whether you trust to receive it, right? Like that's right. It's like trusted websites, trusted like do I do I trust this person who mm-hmm. may end up on a on a picture of a dangerous person on the right. Yeah. 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 The the uh, the title uh, does kind of reference the fact that there is some technology in the book, uh, but I wanted it to uh, be another way of saying, uh, kind of explaining what poetry does uh, mm-hmm. or w- what uh, a mind does. Like right. it, it receives and transmits information, and um, these these uh, poems I f- I kind of feel are transmissions from things I've. Right. Just sort of received. Uh, right. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. Received, yeah. 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 Um, not not in like in a. a s- doesn't have to be sort of cosmic or spiritual, but just in in uh, being uh, alive in this world, uh, what you take in. Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. You're listening to Raúl Fernández, our ghost, our ghost, our, <laughs> our, our. I was going to say our guest host, guest ghost, our I'll host guest guest. He's our guest today. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm channeling RC's Dadaism. Um, he's our guest today on Wax Poetic on Vancouver Co-op Radio 100.5 CFRO. When you hear hosting by yourself and you get stuck like that, there's no one to help me out, right? So I just right. got to like get myself out of it. So thank you for your patience there, that, Raul, and everybody listening. That's fine. I, <laughs> I like the, glo- the ghost slip up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and let's hear another poem. Okay. Um, this actually might even have a ghost in it. Uh, <laughs> so this is, again, technology. Um, this is, uh, th- the setup is basically, uh, it's a list of attachments of pictures uh, that one might send uh, to friends after a party um, in an email. Uh, <clears throat> and it's called Attachments. James smoking marijuana through a potato pipe dot JPG. <laughs> Light smeared ghosts on the green couch dot JPG. This kid nobody knows wearing the puffiest jacket ever, and we all call him Little Lion, which he seems to like, dot JPG. <laughs> Mary's shoulders high in the room, dot JPG. Jake playing Wish You Were Here on my guitar for the thousandth time, and all of us really want him to stop, dot JPG. <laughs> Storytelling in the greenhouse, dot JPG. This is why Evelyn left, dot JPG. <laughs> Sunset past the power lines, dot JPG. Post sunset, crows flying eastward. Dot JPG. Someone borrowed my camera and took pictures of my Siamese fighting fish. Six of eighteen. Dot JPG. <laughs> this amazing spread of food. My cup runneth over, etc., etc. Dot JPG. Headphones on a deer skull. Dot JPG. Damien in midair. Dot JPG. My dog Cody sleeping on the balcony, surrounded by long legs going up forever. Dot JPG. Alicia gives me this look that always makes me wonder if this will be the last picture of her, dot JPG. Colin in a skirt sweeping up beer bottle glass, dot JPG. Those are much more interesting picture titles on any JPEG I've ever gotten. (laughs) Yeah, like that's, yeah, that was beautiful. Thanks. I love that. Yeah, it's it's a, I mean, again, a lot are kind of made up or things that I just pulled from my memory. Um, but memories kind of feel like uh, sometimes a bank of pictures, um, and it was it was a sort of a fun poem that I got to use things that I've always wanted to put in poems, but I right. didn't know where to use them. And I'm like, oh, it can go here. The pictures speak a thousand words, so because we can imagine that, so that because some of the titles are almost a thousand words, right? Uh, yeah, they're <laughs> they're, they're very time. long. They remind Most me of those kind of that. poems, you know, where they have the very long title and then there's like maybe two lines in the right. Poem. Yeah, uh, we were trying to figure out what if there's a name for that type of poem. Uh, no, we couldn't. We couldn't. Find I don't it, know. Did. Yeah, it's just. I think it's cheeky. That's what <laughs> <Cheeky> you call <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like a it's like a whole poem full of those kind of titles. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a good way to see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, what do you want to read next? Uh, maybe I'll read a new poem just to mix it up. Oh, there you go. It's it's been a year, and I feel like oh, I should be, I should have new poems. You feel <laughs> so, like you should. So does that yeah. mean you actually do? I do. I have I have a handful, but it's been it's been slow, and it's been. Uh, I think it's it's partly that having a book, um, my standards in my head feel like they've been raised in terms of what I feel like I should reach. Uh-oh. Like I feel every poem I write from now on should be better than anything in my book. And uh, which is silly because it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't work that way. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to be just okay with that and, and just writing poems, but I, uh, I'm struggling a bit more than Well, usual. I know that works with, the, that happens to novelists too, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get one novel and then, 
another one doesn't come out for a long time. And yeah. then, then, then sometimes the second novel is about a writer or a filmmaker or some other artist <laughs> who had success and then right. like had this big crash. And, right, you know, right. so <laughs> yeah. about. Um, I want to ask you before you read this, I remember that I used to run into you in the atrium area of the Vancouver Public Library. Oh, okay. And sometimes you were writing there and sometimes oh. you had your son with you and you were writing. Are you still, do you still do that or are you uh, still write there? Or? Not, uh, not so much there anymore. Uh, I do, I do tend to go to cafes uh, quite a bit and uh, often I'll be with my son and we've been trying to do this thing where he plays a bit with stuff or he does his like drawing, coloring, and and I have some time to write. Um, and there's a few cafes that, that there's like a little play area, so I, I send them off there, try to get some writing done. Um, I think I, I'm a usually a very kind of get-in, get-out kind of poet with like I'll sit down and write for 15, 20 minutes, and that will that might be enough for the day. Um, the editing takes a little bit longer, but I like I like just sort of diving in. So it's it's been working out to some degree. And does your son get what you're doing? Does he cooperate most of the time? I mean, uh, not not no child is going to cooperate all the time. No, of course. no. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, I mean, he 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 understands it to some degree that okay, this is he I have to do my work. But like yesterday, he was like crawling on top of me while I was doing it. <laughs> it didn't work out so well. But uh, does that end up in the poem then? Uh, if if possibly, if I'm writing about him, but usually it's just. Uh, it's distracting. And <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I like a little bit of distraction, but there's there's probably a limit to that. Right. To that. Yeah. All right. Um, Thank okay. you for answering that question. No problem. Should I read? Uh, yeah, let's do okay. it. Again, t- uh, technology is kind of like a cell phone poem. <clears throat> uh, it's called Notifications. Every notification sound from my phone triggers a little anxiety spike <laughs> because it's always the sound of my life changing. Under the, bus sh- under the bus shelter, I slowly learn what the others here wanted their ringtones to play, and who couldn't be bothered and stuck with the default. Will I, will I ever get my head right? Will I ever be able to sustain this looping gif of ocean waves in the back of my eyelids? Breathe deep without worry of what I'm breathing in. The notification sound for a text on my phone is the sound of a pebble falling into water. A pebble because a rock would make a deeper sound. When I was young, I wanted to burn down every illusion to get to capital T truth. Now I just want the serenity to avoid clickbait and not flinch at car alarms, to register and move on. Every sound is the sound of my life altering forever. The bus calls out the street names it approaches and has trouble with the pronunciation of some of them. A young woman checks a message on her phone and smiles at it with genuine warmth. What did the words on her phone say? (laughs) No one on this bus can possibly know. It's raining now, and my thought is the streetlights can see themselves in the road. Will I ever get this right? The bus says another street name and gets it wrong, but seems to be really trying. It's my stop. As usual, as I leave, I thank someone I can't see, much too quiet for them to hear. Oh, I love that. Thanks. Yeah, you've really captured that. I have that same feeling when I hear a tone. Mm-hmm. So I try to make them things that make me laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like a rooster. Or <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had the ducks quacking for my um, my 
text notifications, but then I would be outside walking and mm-hmm. I would hear the crows and I would think, is that my phone? Right, right. So I realized it was too close to the sound of the crows crying, but I use yeah. a dog barking for my ringtone. Okay. I don't get as many phone calls, <laughs> but it always makes other people laugh. Yeah. They're like, the whoa, thing. where's that dog? Oh. Yeah. I like that. It probably puts people like, and throws them into a different space, like they're like a little off, uh, off kilter. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, sometimes we rail about people looking at their phones on, on buses, you know, that's sort of like a favorite default rant of, of, mm-hmm. of lots of mini rants of people. But that moment, like you described of when you see a person genuinely respond to something they've just received on their phone. Right. And I have that same curiosity. Yeah. Who, what just <coughs> happened? And I want to ask that. Right, right. right. But of course you can't. No, but so it's it, like yeah. you're having an intimate moment with this stranger, mm-hmm. but you're not having, yeah, you're brought into their life, but you're not. Right. You can see something really intimate and honest on their face. Yeah. Uh, and that, at the, and you don't know what the rest of the story is. It's kind of, it's kind of lovely. Like I, I it do, is lovely. I, I, I do think people, yeah, it's, it's a default to sort of, uh, roll your eyes at people with phones and on buses. Uh, and I try not to be on it too much myself, but, but it, you never know that someone could be having a really wonderful exchange or, or they could be reading like a, they could be reading a good novel or a poem on their phone and you don't know, uh, what, what they, you know, it could be something really rich. That's right. It's a good reminder to not make assumptions about people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, are you going to read another one from Transmitter and Receiver? Sure. Yeah. Book that has just been dominated for all these <laughs> prizes. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw another one in there. Okay. Um, let's see here. Maybe something. Do you think uh, this will be the last poem? or No, I, I don't think so. It's okay. only 221. We've got time for a couple more. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll read this one. It's called Suspension. Uh, it's sort of a summary poem. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Suspension. Playground with interlocking tunnels. Willow worry their reflection in the frog pond. Little gods throw spheres, miss as often as they catch. Coins flicker in the fountain bed, worth exactly the feeling of wishing. Leaves in circulation. Runners in circulation. A young girl in the shade scratches at a scratch and win. Grown men with dream journals in their back pockets wander among the birch trees. Dolphin on a spring, rabbit on a spring, swings used in inventive ways, sweethearts. A tall woman walks an oracular greyhound. A beetle child hums his way home from his cello lesson. Some bright flapping memory is caught in a tree and is also an actual thing, a kite. What happens in real life is absorbed into the dream journals. Flocks of young soccer players aligning, dispersing. A small god pops an empty juice box under his sneaker. Another laughs and shouts, Angel, Angel, as his dog pulls him by the leash through a flower bed. (laughs) Frisbee sliced air. Pale moon on a string. A maple drops a leaf into your hair to get your attention. Okay, sweetheart, you've got it. And then more leaves drift down towards the earth. You, know, you called that a summary poem. Uh, Is that what you called it? Yeah, uh, like a kind of summertime, I guess. Oh, a summary. Yeah. S-U-M-M-E-R-Y. That's right. I heard it as S-U-M-M-A-R-Y. Because <laughs> you're kind of summarizing what is there in the scene, what you hear, what you see, what you... Yeah, it could be, it could be seen that way. A summary, summary. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> what question? Because you've been very, you've answered all my questions. Mm-hmm. What question do you wish somebody would ask you about this book? Because you've probably got sort of standard <clears throat> questions because the book's been out for a while. Yeah, and you said you did a bunch of launches last year, right? So, what question do you wish somebody would ask you about oh, this book? That's a good question. I I've never even thought of that. I, I mean, it's a tough one. I'm yeah, putting you on the on the you spot. You are putting me on the spot. I you I can come back. to I it. feel people have been asking me really good questions. Uh, well, then maybe I, what's the best question you've been asked about this book, so that hmm. everybody on um, listening can get the the benefit of that, oh, or goodness. one of the best. It oh, doesn't goodness. have to be the favorite. Um, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I love I mean, how when people, whenever you ask a question that people are like, oh man, I can't answer yeah. that right away. They go, that's a good that's question. That's a good question. Instead I can't like, answer it. I can't effing believe you just asked me that question mm. and now you've put me on the spot. And uh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like I like it when people ask uh, about what's next or, I, I don't know, I mostly like hearing. What's next? Interesting. Or I like hearing, I just like hearing what people have to say about it. Uh, I don't know if I have that much to say about it anymore or like okay. I, I don't know i feel like it's doing its its work as an object uh out there and um and it's I, doing its work so what is its work uh was it what you said earlier about the transmitter receiver thing or is there something else that's part of it uh i i mean i feel like what i like i, I i'd like the poems to do what uh good poems do to me uh is that they uh kind of disorient me a little bit okay. uh they feel they at the same time making me feel a bit more connected to life or myself or to others um I, I i'm like the imagination is the kind of the biggest thing i uh value uh and i feel like uh so the, so i honor i want to honor that a lot in yeah. the book and uh i also f- i feel people maybe ha- well I, I feel like i I'm trying to get to this thing of of using the imagination to to connect to people in an empathetic way. Yes. Um, and I think maybe the the poems I'm working on more now um, are are about empathy in a sense. And and uh, the, the I think this book is sort of like leaning towards that. And I feel like maybe my next book is going to be a bit more concerned with that. Hmm. Um, well, that's what you. I mean, that's what we talked about with the bus and the cell phone button. Right. It makes right. you more empathetic. Yeah. So then I will say I want to hear another poem because okay. let's hear another poem. All right. Now that we've put you on, I've put you on the spot, and you, did, <laughs> you answered it very well. I, the, Thank you for that. Okay. Um, yeah, this this could give a sense of where I might be heading, uh, though it's it's a, I think a lot of the other poems I read are very uh, imageful, mm-hmm. and I wanted to write something that that was a bit uh, less uh, showy, right. not showy, but less like mm-hmm. full of those and and a bit more kind of. Uh, straightforward and Mm -hmm. honest, uh, perhaps. Um, Okay, it's called Passing in the Hallway. This ceiling, this frame, this room, these windows. It is not so strange to be sad at the thought that you are the only person you'll ever get to be. But when you see your child or wife or father or even a stranger sitting across from you, across a table or on a train, reading or looking at something just outside your field of view, and you think that they are the only person they will ever get to be. How much, how much more surprising to find yourself more sad, or within a deeper, more complex emotion. Not because you pity them, because, but because it allows you, in that instance, to love them in a way you rarely do. If love is to know self, if self is to know other, 
how small these how, how small those few seconds how wide and in the particular case of your wife how miraculous it feels that in the only life she has she called you into it this ceiling this frame this room and these windows as you said almost every love poem a poem is a love poem <laughs> and not even just a romantic just a love like romantic love just love that was lovely Thank, Thank you. you for being our guest today. Um, before we leave, we mm-hmm. want to tell about a few events. And let's start with the next time people can see you on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You're part of the Poetry Crawl. That's that right. It starts at 1030 in the morning. Yeah. And which part are you? What time are you at? I'm uh, ending the evening, I think it's 7, uh, at the Paper Hound with uh, Kevin Spence. Yeah. And he's the organizer of the the poetry crawl. And there mm. are, do you know how many venues there are? And do you know all that uh, information? I don't have it. I, I'm guessing close to 10, maybe. Yeah. Right, yeah, there's a lot. And uh, it's going to be a really fun day. A lot of wandering around the city and hearing poetry in different spaces and with, with a, like a ton of great poets. Like there's so right, many so it's good. two poets at each spot. Yeah. So look it up. It's the third annual Poetry Crawl. There's mm-hmm. a Facebook event page for it, or you can contact Kevin Spence to find out more about it. Um, also tonight, Twisted Poets tonight is a host night where they are uh, having readings by and celebrating all the hosts that have um, hosted events for Pandora's Collective and Twisted Poets. Uh, Sunday, April 17th. So su- Saturday, starting at 1030, is Poetry Crawl. Sunday, April 17th at 2 o'clock, Poetry New West is Trevor Carolyn. That's at Original's Restaurant Mexicano. Uh, the open mic sign-up is at 145. That's 800 Carnarvon, that restaurant, the Mexican restaurant. Poetic Justice is also on on Sunday from 3 to 5 at the Boston Pizza New West at 1045 Columbia Street. The features will be Timothy Shea and Julianne Okat-Bitek, who both have books out. Timothy Shea's Dirty Knees of Prayer and Julianne Okat-Bitek's 100 Days, which is... Um, and remembering the Rwanda genocide. On Monday, Ellery Kralji Gardner will be reading at Book Warehouse on Main Street at 7 p.m. That's 4118 Main Street. She's reading with two others, but on Wednesday night, on April 20th, a week from now, it will be the launch of Serpentine Loop, um, her book that she was here a few weeks ago talking about and reading from, and Kevin Spence, who's organizing the poetry launch, his book called Ignite. So that's Anvil Press doing a launch of those two poetry books at the Heatley, which is 696 East Heatley at 7 p.m. next Wednesday, uh, April 20th. Um, also, this Monday, as always, is the Slam, but it's the Slam semifinals before the finals the following Monday, April 25th at the Wise Hall, which is part of Versus Festival. And we'll probably talk more about Versus Festival next week because there'll be so many events. But you can go to versusfestival.ca to hear about all those. Thank you very much for being our guest today, Raul. Thank you so much for having me, Pamela. Uh, and No Apologies Necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?